0: And now, welcome to the
1: Just the West podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and I'm actually here live uh, at T Up's house, actually, in Alameda.
0: In Al? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Alameda. T Up, say what up, though. W- welcome, welcome to uh, my humble abode. Um, we do have a special guest sitting on my lap right now.
1: Who we got right here?
0: His little. He goes by Young Splifferton. What what is, what is the origin of the name Spliff? <laughs> hmm, I wonder. Say hi, say hi, buddy. Okay, he hey, look, he's, he's, he's a little campus shy. He's a but little shy. Okay. Maybe um he might he might chime in when we uh, once we dive in deeper into the podcast.
1: So it is Friday night. Black Friday is is done, or at least I'm done with my shopping. Hope you guys are as well. Um, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We are heading into Thanksgiving weekend. And we're going to talk a little bit more About the NFC West Obviously week 11 is done And I think in regards to the division as a whole The NFC West did show The league what's up Because uh, T.F. I'm pretty sure You caught that Monday Night Football game, right?
0: Oh man, what a a game
1: Uh, Rams 54 Chiefs 51 It's the highest scoring game ever in the NFL Uh, The point spread was 64 And yeah they, uh, Way over. He surpassed it,
0: <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, no, what a game! That was uh, I was watching uh, with a bunch of uh, buddies of mine and back in LA, and that was a great game. Shootout. It was just just one play after another, and I don't Pat Mahomes like uh, good, very good. Golf. He 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 showed that he he could hang in um in those pressure type situations, but you know unfortunately um. I don't know, I think uh, Pat Mahomes, his, his inexperience, mm-hmm. I think he kind of showed towards the end.
1: It makes, it makes you wonder, though, come postseason time against like a more veteran team like the Patriots, for example, the Steelers. I mean, that Chiefs offense, obviously, it's booming. Um, but are they ready? And that's another thing to, to really wonder. Richard Sherman actually tweeted earlier during the game. Actually, several defenders, NFL defenders tweeted during the game. They're like, hey, man, like, it's a great game, but this defense is—it's pretty bad. Yeah, it was shit D, shit pasty, because I'd say that Aaron Donald, Houston, D Ford, like they came to play on the front seven, but the secondary play was really bad.
0: Yeah, terrible. And I mean, it goes both ways too. Both teams giving up 50 plus points on a on a prime time spectrum like that. I, uh, you definitely can't do that in the playoffs because in the playoffs, you know, football is tighter. Um, Referees are gonna let let them play a little bit, keep the play going. But yeah, definitely, they, something has to happen. So
1: right. let me ask you this though. Like I mentioned before, it, it was a premier game, arguably the game of the year, arguably the the game of like the last couple of years for a regular season game, right? Um, I know that the NFL is obviously changing the rules. They want to make it more pass friendly um, they're trying to protect the quarterback and they're trying to protect the receiver too it's, it's really hard for defensive backs to make a play um, do you honestly think this is going to be the direction of the league are we going to see 50 something games as the norm is this going to be like the big 12 or I mean is this
0: kind of an, an anomaly in, in your eyes uh I, I mean i think this is a ref- i'm not sure actually if there was do you remember if there were any uh roughing the passer calls
1: um there was a couple there was a couple there was actually a lot more defensive holding pi calls yeah. of that nature mm-hmm. um this was supposed to be an all-star cast in terms of the the referee crew mm-hmm. um and they weren't yeah they, they didn't hesitate to, to to make the calls
0: it's interesting that you bring up that fact about um you know being an offensive-driven league and the way that the league has transformed into that, where it's protecting the QB. And, you know, Goodell finally realized that what sells tickets and what sells ratings is scoring, right? It's offensive production. And, you know, now that I think about it, you know, Pat Mahomes, arguably, you know, he's an MVP candidate, rookie of the year candidate, or not rookie of the year, but, you know, MVP candidate. Jared Goff, you know, he, his team is, you know, slated to make it to the Super Bowl. It's, it's pretty interesting On Monday night They put both of those QB and offensive uh, Schemes In the spotlight Right That's a that's a great point
1: If you're Roger Goodell You gotta be gleaming though This is exactly What you wanted For the ratings Ex- Yes Exactly um, This is exactly What fantasy football What everyone wanted Everyone was Starting their, their Players accordingly I mean this This was a lot of fun I, I had a lot of fun I, I watched it At a bar And no It was It was weird Cause I, I was watching The bar At a bar In San Francisco Right and, you know, obviously there's a lot of Niner fans, but you wouldn't really know because when the Rams scored, people cheered. When the Chiefs scored, people cheered. Yeah. Because everyone had, had players on, like, their own <laughs> respectable fantasy <laughs> yeah, teams, yeah, yeah. which really shows where the, you know, the league is come in 2018. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. It didn't really feel like a, a Niners bar or whatever. People were just happy to be watching a game of that magnitude, you know? Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah, no, it was an exciting game. And um, funny story is, you know... V- the Rams just moved to LA this year, right? Yeah. And all these I have a bunch of buddies of mine from LA and they claim they're day one Rams fans. So watching these day one Rams fans cheer for the Rams, it was uh, it's quite entertaining. And
1: I mean that minted royal blue and gold jersey, that girly jersey, that golf yeah, I, uh, yeah, Tell us how you really feel about that jersey, Justin. I know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I covered the NFC West. No bias. No bias. So, Great game
0: nonetheless. You know, that was a super exciting game. Just if you were a football fan in general, that's uh that's something that we've been waiting for all season.
1: It makes me curious, though, to see kind of what this entails down, down the road, though, Hon- honestly. Yeah. I don't think this is... It's kind of a perfect storm, though, of... Yeah, uh, two really high-scoring offenses. I don't know, you know that's going to happen on the norm, but it might be a preview of things to come. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So let's just go ahead, and that was to conclude Week 11. Right now, the Rams are currently like light years ahead of the rest of the division. So I want to ask
0: you this before we move on. Yeah. Did, did this game show any indication of how they're going to perform in the playoffs? Both. That, this goes for both teams.
1: Um, for the Chiefs, going back to... Your notes about Mahomes. Kind of similar to what the Rams did when they played the first round. They had a bye. They were by far. Actually, they didn't have a bye. And anyway, so last postseason, they played at home against the Falcons, and they had the better team. They were favored. It was at L.A., mm-hmm. but they lost just right. because, yeah, I mean, they weren't ready yet. Inexperience. experience. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Mahomes, even though they're going to be riding off the first week and they're going to have their bye, um, but if they were to play, let's just say they play the Steelers, for example. Oh, man. You know, I think that, uh, you know, Mahomes, as talented as he is, I mean, that's going to be, he comes with the territory.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, Pittsburgh, it, I mean, if you want to use Pittsburgh as an example, that defense is not, you don't overlook it. You yeah. know, that's, it's the it's steel curtain.
1: Interestingly enough, I mean, and even for the Rams. See, the Rams, I mean, you got... The NFC is kind of wide open, actually. Yeah? You think so? I think so. I mean, you have the Panthers, you have the Vikings, the Packers. Um, I mean, there's a lot of interesting teams in the NFC. Um Obviously, the Saints. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably going to be the Saints and the Rams in the NFC Championship, mm-hmm. likely. Mm-hmm. And then you know, you just saw Sunday night, like you know, they could they could play some football, mm-hmm. some defense. It so. was
0: kind of like, a, I guess you could go back to uh, 2011, 2012, 2013 when you knew that it was going to be the Niners and Seahawks. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a crash course. Crash uh, Was it crash a uh, collision, collision course to to the NFC Championship, and that's what it kind of feels like? Is the Rams and Saints they're kind of they're headed in that direction? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So heading into Week Twelve, Rams first place, ten and one, chilling. Seahawks second place. They they beat the Packers. We can talk more about that later later. But they're five and five at five hundred. Cardinals, by default, since they beat the Niners not once, but twice, mm. they're the 2-8, yeah so they're automatically third. And then, yeah, you have the Niners, 2-8 and eight as well. We're hanging in there. Hanging in, in there. In that
0: number one draft spot.
1: Yeah. And, look. and to your point, so, like, week 11, the Niners were on a bye, and let's go ahead and talk about the Chargers, not the Chargers, well, the Cardinals are going to play the Chargers this upcoming week, but the Cardinals... It had I thought it was going to be a layup of a game against the Raiders at Arizona.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Raiders had lost five straights. They hadn't scored a touchdown in two weeks. They hadn't scored a touchdown in two weeks. And, yeah, the Cardinals lost the final stretch. Game-winning field goal. They lost 23-21. to And because the Cardinals lost, the Raiders, the Niners... Yeah, they're all they're all two wins. So right now, the Niners have the number one pick.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> by
1: default, they have the number one pick based based off uh, strength of schedule.
0: Hmm. I guess the to play devil's advocate, it's only week eleven, so many things could happen um, from here on out. But you know, as far as the the Cardinals, have we? Can you say that you we've seen legit progression or regression from their future quarterback Rosen?
1: You know, I, I think up to this point, you see flashes. Um, you know, obviously, you can see some rapport that he has with Christian Kirk, the rookie.
0: Oh, yeah, that was a, at that was a sick pass.
1: Yeah, out of Texas a and He had a really nice yeah. touchdown, catching and run. He's got yats for days. It's good to see that their new offensive corner, Byron Leftwich, is utilizing David Johnson like the way he's supposed to. Mm-hmm. I think he actually had like 27 rushes for... 130 yards like they you know they're using him now mm-hmm. like after the bye they they're using him which is great. Uh, but at the same time and this is kind of it's kind of what you knew heading into this even during his days at UCLA as a Bruin but he takes takes a lot of bad decisions, you know, interceptions and these little I won't say hot-headed, but I mean it's, he's kind of emotional to to that capacity. Mm. Um and it's going to take some time. Yeah. But I mean, I think overall if you were going to compare him to like Josh Allen, for example, I mean, you know, I
0: think he's on the right track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean that's a great point. Uh, Rosen when he was in UCLA, he there was many games. Sorry, we have the Blake Griffin just hit a hit a shot to. Oh yeah, that's right. Get ahead of the Rockets. Ninety eight, ninety six. NBA TV baby. To, two seconds left, but um, no. Uh, what I was saying is Rosen when he was in um, UCLA, there was. More than two or three games where he kind of in pressure situations he either threw a pick or an incomplete pass. Yeah. So Cam Saver really surprised about that, but I think that that will he'll start minimizing those as he gets um, more more reps, obviously, and as he grows more experience within that offensive system. So they need some
1: more receivers though. Christian Kirk, he's cool, he's promising. Larry Fitzgerald, he's I want not say he's on his last legs, but you know. He's on his last legs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But all their other receivers, whether it's been John Brown went to the Ravens, Jeremy Brown's been a bust, uh, Chad Brown's – yeah, it's pretty bad. Mm -hmm. It's pretty bad, man.
0: Yeah. But, uh, I mean, they just re-signed David Johnson, so he's locked in there for a while. Yeah. He got a nice young quarterback, uh, you know, shiny new offensive coordinator. Um, Yeah, we'll see. I mean – Yeah, we'll see how they go. Offensive line has been banked up all season, too. Iapati just recently returned.
1: Yeah. So going back into that, so they lost a game to the Raiders, who, in my opinion, I didn't think they really wanted to win the game. Mm -hmm. Dot, dot, dot. But they won. And so they played the Chargers at L.A. The Chargers, actually, I think they've been on like a three-game road span. They went to to London a couple Mm -hmm. weeks back. Remember when we saw the um, the nyders the tailgate we did together? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so we saw that early game. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Chargers, they're back in L.A., and I think people in L.A. kind of forgot that they belong in L.A. They
0: are definitely—I mean, what a season they're having, huh?
1: Yeah, they're they're on the combo, man. I think they are—they're 7-3 right now?
0: Yeah, they're 7-3. They're, they're right on Casey's tail right now.
1: So the spread is 13— Chargers favored by 13, over-under 44.
0: Low-scoring no game, huh?
1: Low-scoring game. It is a low-scoring game. So what say you about this game?
0: Chargers, 13? Uh, not, not quite two touchdowns, but, you know, just the bow. It just could the, go to, like, 13 and a half Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I could totally see that in playing in Sandy, uh, L.A. <laughs> Sandy. Uh, <yeah. laughs> I that was... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say, I would. Oh man, yeah. I think Arizona might lay an egg here. Uh, not quite an egg, but you know, it might be a, another stinker. Cause Chargers, they are they're they're poised right now. They are in they are in playoff form right now. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think they're they're firing right now in all cylinders, in my opinion. And Joey Bulls is coming back. Is he playing this game? Yeah, I think so.
1: Shit, that might be. That might be that extra point to, yeah, to make I'm, it to 14.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to take... Are we doing? Are we picking scores right now?
1: Uh, i talk a little bit more about the okay. game. But, I mean, yeah. uh, off the top, I know when the Cardinals played at KC, they played them pretty tough, actually. True. Had, like, five sacks, a couple takeaways. I mean, I can certainly see the Chargers. Because, you know, you know, the Chargers like, notorious for, like, Losing in, in like shitty, shitty, yes. shitty ways, you yes. know, like the, the Charger way. The Charger way, <laughs> My, not the shitty way. The, the Charger <laughs> way. Yeah. And let's just say the Chargers come back home, and uh, this is kind of funny. Sometimes you can make an argument that uh, they don't really have a home
0: mm-hmm.
1: in terms of that home field advantage. Right. So maybe that is the case. Maybe um, it doesn't really matter if they are at home and if the Chargers kind of sweep, you know, mentally sweep this under the rug and don't really bring their A game. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I could see the Cardinals giving them a run for their money. Okay. I could see them, like, their defense. They still have Chandler Jones. Jones. You know, Patrick Peterson. I could, see, I could see things being a little bit interesting to that capacity. Sure. But, yeah, I, yeah I, I still don't think the Cardinals are going to win. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I, I know what you're trying to say, but... Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, Chandler Jones, he's been a freaking freak of nature this year. Yeah, no. He, he's seriously, like, yeah, he's just... He he actually makes that defense somewhat exciting to watch. You know, obviously Pat Peterson is uh he's doing his thing, but uh, yeah, I, I think the Chargers I think they're gonna handle business at home.
1: All right, well let's just put it on the board. So Arizona at LA spreads thirteen over under forty four. So what say you? You got it at? i
0: I might have to go under on this one. I'm gonna go AZ seventeen. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Chargers twenty. <sighs> Let's go twenty eight.
1: Twenty eight, okay. I think that hmm, Arizona give me Arizona sixteen, give me Chargers twenty four, something like that. Okay, something like that. So actually, yeah, So I'm on an under.
0: My god under, but we'll see. I think we'll find out for sure. Uh, don't quote me on that, Bosa. But I'm pretty sure I, s- I saw somewhere on Twitter that he's. He's already practicing. Okay. He's in. The sh- he's wearing his shells, so...
1: Okay. Okay. All right, for sure. Let's go on to the next game that we have ahead. Uh, a little bit more exciting. Actually, way more exciting. Uh, this is probably the best game out of the NFC West for Week 12. So, did you, did you watch uh, last Thursday night football? D- did I? Yeah, Seahawks-Packers. Oh, yeah. So... That was,
0: a, that, that was a crazy game, too. And I think I said it in the last podcast. I don't expect... Russell Wilson lose three in a row. Um, and they didn't, especially at home. No. They handle business. But, um, yeah, Seattle's starting to come into their own right now with their running game uh, starting to mature a little bit. So this is going to be a really interesting game for them, too, because right now
1: they're 5-5, five and five, they're 500. And I believe the Panthers, they're just a tidbit above. They're 6-4. and four. Mm-hmm. Panthers, actually, they... They flopped. They, had a sh- they should have beaten the Lions. They didn't. So they, they flopped last week, and then the Seahawks narrowly came away with the win. So both teams are still in the hunt for the wild card, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. Like, Carolina's favored by three over under 46. Seattle is going across the country, morning game. And I don't know. I feel like the, Panth- the Panthers... Um, it's going to be tough. The Panthers have not, they're on a two-game losing streak right now. They can't afford to lose a game as well. It's going to be really tough for Seattle.
0: Especially um, with, uh, you know, the NFC South starting to slip away towards the, I mean, it is in New Orleans' hands right now. Um, in order for Carolina to have some playoffs hopes, they have to definitely uh, show something today. I think, for the record, West Coast teams traveling to East Coast playing those morning games are brutal. It's real tough. Yeah, it doesn't – more times than not, you know, it doesn't work in the favor of the the West Coast team.
1: And the ironic part about this is Seattle, Carolina, they're like two teams from like opposite spectrums of the country. But whether it's been the NFC playoffs or the schedule, but this will be their eighth time playing – in, like, the last couple years. And it's, it's a really interesting matchup. You have Russell Wilson, he's, like, 5'11". Mm-hmm. You have Cam Newton, he's, like, 6'5". Mm-hmm. And both of them, career numbers-wise, uh, they have rushed for right around 8,000 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. They, they have combined for 8,200 rushing yards. And both of them are dual-threat quarterbacks when dual-threat quarterbacks weren't really a thing in the NFL. And now, I mean, yeah, they're, they're in their own. Um, both teams run the ball, obviously, quite a bit, Um, You have the Seahawks with Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. And then you have the Panthers. Not necessarily their their typical type of running back in the Jonathan Stewart days, but they have Christian McCaffrey, who they use all over the field. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. What's your initial take with this?
0: Uh, You know, the first thing that kind of is glaring to me is Carolina. They don't have any reliable wide receivers. And I think it shows in the red zone.
1: Devin Funchess is out. He's doubtful with a back injury. And so they they have uh, DJ, DJ DJ Moore, Moore. Curtis Samuel, uh, yeah. I mean they they use Christian McCaffrey a lot in the passing game, and yeah. they they have Greg Olson.
0: Yeah, and you know I guess in the running game too, you you have to you have to put Cam Newton into that category as well. Yeah, but I mean if you if we're gonna do side by side comparison, I mean Seattle I would give them the edge as far as the wide receivers, um, as far as the running aspect of it. You know, yeah, I give the edge to the to the. Um, to the Panthers think so
1: I mean the Seahawks are the number one running team they average about one hundred fifty four point three rushing yards per game just, oh just putting it out there
0: <laughs> okay I did not I was not aware of that yeah no I mean like I said before we, we began this segment you know huh. I have noticed that Seattle is starting to grow into their own skin right now yeah and um I don't know I can't see Carolina dropping three in a row but that's just me but can't you you, you could never rule out Seattle they have they have that playmaking ability, you know. When, when it comes down to, um, you know, when they need to score, yeah. Russell Wilson is capable of marching down the field and doing just enough.
1: I think to your point though, I think this game will be predicated about the trenches because yeah, the Seahawks their game plan their whole mo this year is run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, traditionally, and then play action. Russell Wilson to like Tyler Lockett for example, so mm-hmm. like. Russell Wilson right now, I think he's number one in the league in play-action touchdowns. Tyler at I think he's number one in the league in play-action receiving touchdowns right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, there's no, like... It's pretty obvious what Seattle's going to try to do, but they're on the road, so I don't know if they can run the ball as well. Hey, Cam Newton... Yeah, man, uh, I'm, I'm more on the Panther side for this one. I think yeah. it's going to be really... Especially these morning games, as much as I, I can see Seattle kind of slipping into it, and they're playing pretty good football right now. I, I think Carolina is going to be mad from last week's loss.
0: Yeah, for sure. And yeah, that's uh, uh, Carolina minus three. 46.
1: Carolina minus three over under forty
0: six. This one's a toughie. As far as like, I, I think I think Carolina's going to cover, but I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a banger give me uh, give me carolina 30 oh, 31 okay and let's go seattle 20 28 no 27 close one actually that's it's big- gonna, it's going to be a close one carolina's going to cover i think seattle's going to have the ball in the final drive okay but um, eric reed what about him <laughs> what about him i think he's going to he's going to make an important he's going to make an important play
1: on Russell Wilson type of shit, or, or
0: he's going to disrupt the pass. He's going to, you know, do something. Okay, it might not be in the last drive, but he's going to do. He's going to have a crucial play. He did have a pick last game, though. If you... He did. Yeah, he did. Did against the Lions.
1: Okay, uh, for me. So I mentioned before, I think Carolina will win this game. Mm, I think it's going to be. I'll take Carolina. Uh, what the hell? Let me do. Carolina 28, give me uh, Seahawks 24. I, I think it will be close, but I think Carolina will, will take care of business. So, sorry Seattle. Sorry Seattle. No bias at all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it is what it is. So is. Don't, don't hate us.
1: Last game. Last <laughs> game. Maybe I should have done Seattle as the last game because it was like, they're the better... Whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, you're San Francisco 49ers. Okay. Woohoo. So they are coming off a... I won't say disappointing, but I mean, it, was a, it was a lit game. They had a, they had a Monday night... Actually, they didn't have a Monday night. They, they played... Um, we had a bye last week. We had a bye week. I was thinking the Giants game. We didn't win or we didn't lose. What's up? So, <laughs> two wins. Number one draft pick right now. Uh, they're well-rested. They're going to, yeah, they're going to Tampa Bay, so it's another cross-country game. Uh, the Niners aren't doing so well defensively, but you know who's even worse than the Niners? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> the past defense is fucking horrible.
0: Are, they do have one more win. Again, they have one more win in the wins column than us. Um, but great news, I saw. I think the best news come out of bye week, Jimmy Garoppolo is off crutches.
1: Yeah, he is. I, I, saw, I saw that back. tweet.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think Looking he's wearing it. the. Uh, I think he's wearing the white Carolina eleven cleats. He These did. Oh man, mm-hmm. those are clean. One of my favorite elevens, for sure. But get well, Jimmy. Get well.
1: So anyway, <laughs> so Niners, Niners, Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay. They are rolling with Jameis Winston. He's been named the starter.
0: They're kind of doing like this duel. Like, hey, if you're not doing good, we're gonna put the other guy in. But there's no hard feelings, you know. That's the vibe that I'm getting. The, the
1: Bucks have played the Niners. I think they played them a couple years ago. The Winston killed the Niners. Oh yeah, that was during like the Chip Kelly days. Though. Oh yeah,
0: I remember Deshaun Watson, uh, Deshaun Jackson. I think he had like a buck fifty. Yeah, a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. I that game.
1: So on paper, so the interesting part about this is the Bucks are favored by three over under fifty four. So you know they're we're expecting both teams to, to score points. Uh, but the interesting thing about this is like on paper. It's kind of like the inverse of the Niners. So on paper, whether it's Mike Evans, Cameron Brate, Deshaun Jackson, um, they have much better pieces offensively. They have really skilled offensive players, mm-hmm. right? But I think their their head coach, uh, Dirk,
0: Dirk. Dirk,
1: he's on the hot seat because they're finding, from an X's and O's perspective, they're finding ways to lose. hmm like really smh ways to lose mm-hmm. and the talent's there i think that most likely he's going to be gone obviously they're going back and forth between the quarterback but yeah it's it's kind of a shit show in tampa mm-hmm. bay mm-hmm. but then the other way around is kyle shanahan and his staff they aren't you know obviously jimmy garoppolo he's in crutches mm-hmm. jarek mckinnon he's hurt and so yeah they've been rolling with like yeah third string quarterback nick mullins they've been um Pretty decimated. I mean, that mad breeder who's he's doing greats, but they don't have the talents. But their scheme is keeping them in games, mm-hmm. and both their defenses are horrible. Yeah. So, mm-hmm.
0: just interesting. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. The, ye, I'm pretty surprised by that over under to be honest with you. 54. Why? I, I think it's it's right there. We, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Yeah. Both teams aren't that great. But they're both capable of putting up points.
1: Yeah. So, Matt Breida, I think he's going to ball out running the ball. And actually, you know what? So, pretty much the Buccaneers' defense are weak against everything that the Niners do well. So, George Kittle, he's been Mm balling. He's got the most yards after the catch. Not even as a tight end, but like period in the league. Mm -hmm. Whether it's receiver, running back, whatever the hell. So, he's number one in the league. And then, yeah. The Bucks are horrible defending the tight end. Mm-hmm. They're absolutely horrible. Mm-hmm. So George Kittle should ball out. Matt Breeders should ball out. I think if anything that you're worried about is just Nick Mullins on the road, you know, road game, morning, cross country. That that's the one part I'm worried about. But yeah, I think, you the- know, he should be ready for it though. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Another East Coast type of West West Coast, traveling the East Coast type of game. And then and
1: here's another thing too. Jameis Winston as Talent as he is, quote unquote, you know, being the former number one pick out of Florida State, um, he doesn't care where, if it's a double coverage or not. He takes risks, and that's why, mm-hmm. that's why he's being criticized for for so much. And so, if he challenges Richard Sherman, which many quarterbacks have not, you know, I can see, I can see some turnovers, yeah. some takeaways by the Niners.
0: Can we talk about the uh, the Deshaun Hittner or no uh, Dante Hitner? breakdown on the Aquila witherspoon this week
1: yeah sure so for those that don't follow uh dante whitner or eric crocker on twitter um there was a bit of a debate about cornerback on the niners Aquila witherspoon second year player uh, he was expected to take the next step uh, alongside richard sherman but he has not and so dante whitner was a little critical of him mm-hmm. so go on
0: yeah so um i did on dante hitner's uh IG, he did a, he did a breakdown, a full, I would say it's solid two minute breakdown of multiple instances where he, he, granted, he did show good and bad for both Kilo. okay So he didn't completely go, you know, destroy him. But, uh, I guess the biggest takeaway from that, if you saw it, I'm pretty sure you could Google it and watch it. The most critical thing that uh, Dante was on Kilo about was his, uh, fundamentals and his his inability or well effort was number one there was a couple worrisome I don't know if that's that's worrisome if you ask me I think that's more of a psychological thing um, rather than something that could be coached Um, because he did I mean last year he did show glimpses of hustling to the ball having a nose to the ball Uh, when the runner already has the ball in his hand he's attacking the ball but this year, there's just that lack of effort and hustle towards that. Even if it's across the field, he's jogging towards the ball, which that probably got me most upset watching that. But it's also like just basic fundamentals. Like his, his, his hips are pointed the right way, he's not anticipating the, the routes. Um, he, there was one instance where he let a receiver go because he thought he had help over the top, but Colbert was not there. I don't know if that's miscommunication between him and Colbert or if that's just, um, you know, incorrect scheme memorization on Kilo's part. But, yeah, I mean, that's – I did tweet Crocker, and he did – we had a little back and forth about it. But, you know, just friendly conversation. But, you know, he's really high on him, but I don't know if that could be repaired through Witherspoon. Crocker's still pretty high on him. I'm starting, you know – Starting to lose confidence in him, I guess. Um, and, you know, going back to this game, we have Deshaun Jackson and um, uh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Yeah. And he, those are both big, explosive playmaker abilities right there. So I'm just, you know, we know he's sure going to take care of the left side, but what about the right side? So while well, the Niners were
1: on a bye week, head coach Kyle Shanahan, and I'm sure you saw the presser. He said, hey, guys, you know, obviously the season has not gone the way we all expected to, but I don't really give a shit. Meaning that I'm going to look at the film through this first half of the season. And, yeah, for those players that are really not with it, like you're not going to be on this team. Like, let's finish strong. And if you're not with the program for the wins that aren't necessarily right now, but for the wins that are going to come ahead. Yeah, you're out. Yeah. So he's like, you know, get, get your sh- shit together. And
0: I, and I love that about about Shanny making that point where you know obviously we're not a playoff contingent team. We're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. But he's not going to just let it. He's just not going to let the second half of the season just let it slide just because we're not we're not going to be advancing anywhere uh, in the postseason. And he just wants to see heart and that's what we need to see. And as, as a fandom, like we've, we've been through tough times. It's like, this is, if you want to be part of this team, show it, prove it. So Kyle Shannon,
1: I have no doubt that he's going to have a pretty good game plan for Tampa Bay. It's more. So are they going to execute? I think like I mentioned before, Matt Brita, George Kittle, Marquise Goodwin, they're all healthy. They should be ready to go. I'd like to see some more Dante Pettis. I'd like to see some more Richie James. Um, all those players right there, they have the capacity to to perform very well coming off the bye. Mm-hmm. Well rested. So let's put that all together. Uh, on the road, same thing with Carolina and Seattle. So Tampa Bay's favored by three. Getting the Vegas home. Vegas home. All things being even, the home gets the three points. So where do you put the Niners after this game? <sighs>
0: You go first this time. Ah uh, shit.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, I'll do SF. I think SF will win this game.
0: Yeah? You know, okay.
1: I think that right now the head coaching and just the wishy wash quarterback play with James Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick like I don't know. It seems like it seems like they're not on the same page right now. Mm-hmm. That's not good. I think the Niners will get it right. And like I mentioned before, they're well-rested. Kyle Shanahan has said, get your shit together, because I don't care if we're a losing team. You better get your shit together. Mm-hmm. So I think the Niners will win. Give it to me. Niners 30, Tampa Bay uh, Tampa Bay 23.
0: Ooh, yeah. okay, full touchdown. Uh, um, yeah. Ah, man. I don't want to sound like a homer, just but me. I'm just going to do it. All right. Because this is... Because I get to do it. Go ahead. I mean, <laughs> I'm it's, gonna it's, go San Francisco. Let's go. Go, let's go San Francisco. Thirty. Let's go San Francisco. Thirty-five. Yeah. Tampa Bay. Thirty-one. Okay.
1: A closer. Closer game. Uh, so I'm on the under at fifty-three, thirty to twenty-three. You're on the over, thirty-five to thirty-one. Yeah. At fifty-six. Or nope. I'm tripping. Uh, six sixty-six. Yeah, sixty-six. Okay.
0: Before me, uh, you know, since we're at my house, this is my parents' house. Uh, pop a up. Come over here real quick. I just want to get you. Come here. Hey. No, hey, Abe. Hey, you. Pa- hey. hey, you. Come here. Come on. No, 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 no. Dad, come here. Hey, Mr. I come over here. Just come on over. I just want to... What do you... Who's going to win? Yeah, yeah. Bucks, Obviously, uh, a 49er Niners. fan. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> and uh, I'll go with the 49ers, but it's going to be... I think it's a field goal win. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. So, so right now I had Niners thirty, Bucks twenty three. Your son has him Niners thirty five, Bucks thirty one. So what say you, Mister Jack Knight?
0: I would say uh, a little bit lower score. Okay. And I would say about maybe uh, seventeen Niners and uh, fourteen. Uh, okay. Bucks. oh man that's okay. that's a super under
1: over under fifty four yeah. you do the super yeah. under okay all right i take all my right. papa yeah. all right thanks pops all right <laughs> T right. up once again thank you so much for your time thank you for uh for hosting
0: yeah for sure i guess uh i guess real quick um I guess we're watching the Warriors game, yes. but we're going through some tough times. We, we got some tragic news this morning. Uh, Steph Curry was involved in a non-injury accident. On Black Friday. Yeah, on Black Friday. Yeah. On the way to shoot around um, in Oakland, but don't worry, folks. He's not hurt. But how's that groin, though? Uh, it's as good as... It's rehab.
1: I have no idea. <laughs> no, that was probably, yeah. I have no idea right now. They've been really mum and dads. The wars they're on, what, four-game losing streak? Four-game
0: skid right now.
1: Yeah. The longest losing streak ever.
0: Under the Kerr, Kerr era. But you know what? I'm not worried. I'm not worried right now. Well, you know, we just need we just need Steph back. But um, that whole KD drama finally, uh, it surpassed. Um, I think we're going to be fine. I think once Steph comes back and we're full squad, we're just going to rip off, like, 15, maybe about a 15, 15-gamer. 15
1: we, we,
0: we, we. We as our... You know, that's funny that you mentioned that because there was a discussion of how we, we talk about teams and our team. do uh, sweet. Do, is, it, is it politically incorrect to refer to when, say your team wins, say Seattle Seahawks, and you're a Seattle Seahawks fan, and you say, hey, we won this weekend. Is it is it correct to say we, but you're not on the team? Or is it... I'd say we, that was, ever since I started blogging,
1: I've tried my best mentally to disconnect from the we factor. I see, okay. Because I covered four teams. Uh-huh. And so, I say it from time to time, but I'm more cognizant of it. Yeah. yeah huh. That's I, me. That's yeah, me. Yeah, that's though.
0: just you. For me, I think there's no problem because if you have a, you know, a distinct emotional connection to that team, even yeah. though you're not part of it, you're a part of the, the fandom. And I think you, sh- you should do whatever the hell you want. You shouldn't have to worry about what other people think if you're part of the we or they just say whatever the hell you want. All right, T up. We out here. <laughs> we out here. All right, so. folks. Uh, happy Thanksgiving from, uh, from the T ups to the listeners. Yep. Once again, uh, Twitter at
1: Just the West, Instagram at Just the West, and of course the blog www.justthewest.com. Until next time, we out here. Later.